What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Vince McMahon saga continues. The details continue to be poured out. Namar and I talk about it this time on Wrestling With History Worldwide in the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Hit my music. of choice wrestling nation heard worldwide vocnation.com the insane clown posse we can't thank all you guys enough whoop, whoop. we understand our audience and we give them what, what we think they would want we're about pleasing the fans road warrior animal <laughs> jake the snake roberts the wrestling has changed so much conan yo this is k-dog yo with bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy hall of fame ring announcer howard finkel the brilliance was by Behind his middle name. Lex Luger. God's give me a whole new perspective on wrestling and the fans. WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Superfly. Right up, thanks for having me on your radio show from the Jersey Shore. The legendary Diamond Dallas. Voice of choice, Wrestling Nation. I put my name in, but again, we're just waiting for a phone call. You could be Moroccan, Algerian, Albanian, Greek. This is the best crowd I've ever seen in my entire life. I love cheesecake. I didn't rather respond to his lunacy. Uh, Malcomania. And I don't think Hollywood's ready for Malcomania. But we'll wait still. Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Your talk show here that I'm, what I'm doing here is the best one. Jimmy Hart. I've been lucky every day I get up and look in the mirror and pinch myself. The ninth wonder of the world. China. And I told Vince, I said, yeah, I'm going to wrestle the guys. And that's how it started. X-Pac. We're wrestlers, and it's still a wrestling show. Mr. Scott Hall. Hey, yo, I want to rock the wrestling world again. OneWrestling.com, Bill After. If it wasn't for Hogan and Vince McMahon, sports entertainment would not be in existence. We have a bushwhacker in the house. G'day, mateys. It's bloody lovely being on your show. MVP. I came up with the MVP concept based on everything that's wrong with pro athletes today. BOC Nation heard worldwide. This right here is the future of wrestling. All right, let's keep it going tomorrow. Let's keep that, let's keep that Ultimate Warrior music playing in the background. That is like, can you feel the energy, right? Don't you? You want to shake the ropes? Come on. Well, shake well, the ropes. Keep I mean, it going. I mean, with that big bad mama thing you had going on there at the end, I mean, you know, <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. You really Damn let it. it. You, you really let it out. All right. Cut it. Cut it. Let's cut that warrior music. Okay. Wrestling with history worldwide in the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. The voice of choice, Bruce Sport, Namar Wells. Namar, you know, originally when we got together to do this podcast and i came back to voc nation for the fourth time we talked about it and uh, we we were going to do once a week and we were going to record a few things at a time so that we didn't have to record every single week and 
God knows we're so busy, both of us separately. And like, there's so much going on with wrestling and I'm actually enjoying watching the product, which I can't say I couldn't have said that for the last 10 years since we stopped doing this in 2014. And I recorded two episodes without you in the last week. That's how much this, this is like juicing me up. I'm, I'm like back brother. You're all wet. Well, let's not, let's be careful. There's, yeah, you just said you're all juiced up. I mean, juice is generally wet. It's a liquid. Oh boy. Is you're that where we want to go considering considering the topic this week? Oh wow. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And you know, I had a lot of time to think about this. Did you look since the last time you and I talked? Because we yeah. we had we had some different takes the first time. Yeah. Have you read? Have you read some more of the details and have you seen some more of the messages? Oh, yeah. It doesn't look good for Mr. McMahon. Oh, no. <laughs> and I I was like, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Mm -hmm. I tried to hear all of them. And, and by the way, have you ever heard Stephen P. New, Jim Cornette's lawyer? <laughs> that stupid, they stole, what is that, the WCCW music? Yes. Stephen yeah, B. News, Stephen B. News, Stephen B. News. Do, do, it's called Stephen mm -hmm. P. News. If you want to sue. Yeah, uh, outlaw macho or two. He'll sue your ass. Right, that guy. Horrible. He's got his own podcast. Are you serious? That's how you know it's crazy. Everybody's got a podcast. Stephen P. New has a podcast. Oh boy. We are, you know, the it's funny because in embarking on this, this is a labor of love just out of friendship. Um, and, and we have a history together, but you you do want to be heard, you do want to share these thoughts with the world, and you realize the competition in landscape is so huge and is it is just getting larger and larger every day i mean every every day there's a new wrestler doing a regular uh you know with 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 some guy so you know i, I saw arn anderson <laughs> now has a podcast and he did a whole yeah. section on uh you know hogan and they talked about you know Oli and and you know so it, it, it's amazing i'm like well, well here we go now he has what <laughs> he does his pod with connie no, he there's a there's a he this is another guy, and I'm unsure about him because you know I have very strong beliefs. Uh, oh, did Connie dump him? <laughs> he's see, I don't know who he's he's with some guy. It, it um it's not Conrad. He he always no. called Arn. <laughs> no, there's another guy, and Conrad these are all brand new. things to talk to him about. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean <laughs> it it well Conrad has the hookup. I mean, he really has a the, a really nice setup. I mean, he's got, you know, Bruce Pritchard. We have to talk about him because I both like and dislike him as a podcaster. Um, and, and you know, and I don't know. And, you know, being Ric Flair's, I mean, I, can we say that? You know, because yeah, he's, I can say that. you know, Ric Flair's son-in-law. He has a lot of access. I mean, he's I, probably yeah. loving it. Well, listen, before we get into Conrad, let's hear right now from Conrad Thompson. 
VOC Nation is one of the longest running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former WCW performer, The Maestro, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor, Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Bruce Wirt, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. Guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archived free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, I just like to play that. You know, I paid for it back in the day. And <laughs> it's just like, you know, Connie's Connie's the man. And he's uh, he's a spokesperson, whether he knows it or not, for VOC Nation. Not even AI. It's the real deal. You sure are running it down here, Bruce. I swear. <laughs> Let's look. get that on tape, you know? I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> so, Conrad Thompson... The king of the podcast, he's dumped Arn Anderson. That's what you're telling me. I, I think he dumped Jake, too, because he used to do Jake's podcast. And, he, I mean, the dude had how many different – like, he sells mortgages for a living. Right. How many podcasts can you do in one week? Like, he's got Jim Ross. He's got Pritchard. He had Arn. He had Mick Foley. He's got Mick well, – uh, Well, that's Jeff the thing. Garrett. It's like – it's like the wrestlers, yeah, they stay with the guy for a while, and then it's like they all eventually move on to another, like, shoot interviewer, and sometimes they'll get really ingrained with the shoot interviewer where they'll do these long sessions, but then they that then, then they just gravitate to somebody else because I, I could have sworn Jake had more than one. And, and you know, and Jake is, it's funny because you can tell when they're really trying to have deeper thoughts than... <laughs> You know, it, it is very obvious. Well, I, actually, I don't think it's obvious because, you know, I'm sorry for the, the people that listen to us. We know you're smart, but the average wrestling fan, I mean, they are. I mean, we're talking, you know, smooth brains and, you know, very blunt thoughts, you know, so 
you know, they don't notice the nuanced things. They they're all just looking for the the next who oh he buried him or you know or oh yeah he, he's great he's he's you know another Haku is tough story you know. <laughs> he bit you a guy's nose off, brother. Yeah, it, it it's the same nonsense. So you know, um, and you can just see those guys struggling to have something to say. Uh, you know, for different reasons, those are the, who are desperate to remain relevant and they love the attention still in this 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 micro form and others who are just looking for a paycheck. And you could just really tell. And and it, that's a fascinating ride with watching these guys. Well, DiBiase has got it right. Everybody's got a pod. That, that's that's his that's his show. Have you listened to Ted DiBiase? I have. What do you think yeah. of Ted DiBiase? I like I I like it. I mean, they're all it depends on what they're talking about. There's some stuff I don't care about. So I just generally look at the topic to see what I want. The only one that I really consistently listen to all Mm -hmm. the time is Bruce Pritchard, because, you know, he generally talks about the things that I care about as a fan. You know, he was around in the 80s during my heyday. He was around in the 90s. And that that's my favorite of the podcasts that aren't ours and plus i mean in the room who doesn't listen to in the room pro wrestling illustrated insider brady hicks he's the man yeah yeah and malcolm wildman he's all the way wild how about it but stephen p new's got a podcast and stephen p new was talking about how he didn't think that the wwe legals he thought that the woman's lawyers did a great job of putting out all this information because he said, normally when you do a civil lawsuit like this, you don't have to give all of this detail, but they did that. And the WWE's lawyers basically did a terrible job because they left, I guess when that payment didn't get made, that hope that NDA was violated and they didn't get out ahead of it. And they're really in a tough spot, really in a tough spot. You know, the most fascinating thing about what you said is is not the content of it, but the fact that you actually listen to the man's podcast. I, I, didn't, I mean, you're referencing his podcast, so you listen to him. Stephen P. New. Okay. Well, no, it's because I wanted to talk about it, so I wanted to go out and get a bunch of different opinions on Vince McMahon and what happened. And I listened to Eric Bischoff. I listened to... Stephen P. New. I haven't heard Cornette yet. I don't think he's done one. Pretty he has. A, oh, he has. Oh, yeah. Oh, and and, and he, he, he softballs it. Cornette is such a phony. I mean, I really cannot stand him because you can tell clearly who he protects and who he does not. And he's a very biased person, very unethical. He's a hypocrite. And he, he went soft on Vince. He went soft on Vince, I believe. He, 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 acknowledge the craziness of it without being definitive, which is very uncornette like you know, for somebody that's so demonstrative and, and, and so exacting, you know, what you can tell, you know, if he, he lives in that perpetual space, that's his reputation. So he yeah. was a big phony about it. So when, when he goes light or he, he, he covers things up by this is, he has his ambiguous speak and his direct speak. And you can always tell his bias by his ambiguous speak. So he, he's always going pretty light on Vince. I think that he, he knows that in order a part of him to stay relevant, he probably has to be connected to a degree. And I think that he, um, and maybe he probably is grateful for whatever Vince did for his career. I mean, having him there gave him 
the bulk of what he has to talk about, which is Vince Russo. Yeah, well, that's so, right. <laughs> that's right. Well, and he doesn't like Pritchard anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know the man's the man's a menace. <laughs> he's he. I mean, he's always. <sighs> I mean, if I hear that man exasperate one more time, I'm going to lose it. He's he's always hissing and high like a like a cat or a snake. He's <sighs> What's well, breathing. So he love he loves Hotchkiss, his computer guy. <laughs> So wait, wait, so you got Stephen P. New, yeah, Cornette. So you'll you'll bring that to the table. I've heard Bischoff. Mm-hmm. I I heard Dutch Mantel. You know, Dutch Mantel's got a podcast too. You know, in a world where I actually considered Dutch Mantel, did he end up disappointing me with his stupid podcast? You know, did you try? You know what he did? He went after my favorite and he ruined it for me. Oh, I Hogan. Mean, yep, 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 yep. He he oh, joined he, in the, the fray and that pissed me off. And and this no, he that's not it. It's that they started the you know, whenever Hogan has an interview, everybody jumps on it because it because of Cornette, so it makes a big buzz. It they realize that it's a good way to trend. So they're all adopting that format of taking everything he says out of context and they have to, you know, exaggerating because the haters are so they're on it. I mean, anytime a Hogan interview, I'm telling you, you really need to see it. Anytime a Hogan interview is posted, you have to go watch them. They're, it'd be like two hours within a post and they are already on it. It's unreal. So, yeah, he, but Dutch Mantel, I mean, him, I had to go look. I said, who in the world is Dutch Mantel? Uncle Zeb. Man, I had to go look up and I'm like, wow, this is Dutch Mantel. I mean, this is, this is where we're getting our wrestling knowledge from. Not Dirty to say Dutch. the man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So you got all these opinions out there. Have yeah. you have you read the document, 60 pages of it? No, I just read the text messages. The text messages, which are now now she could she could potentially uh be fabricating, right? We don't know. We we don't know, and that's I want to make that clear. My opinion is based on what I do know and the the alleged information that has come out, there are no facts because we have not gone through a trial and it's all just one side of the story. And you always assume that there's three sides to a story, right? No, I assume that there's just the truth and then everybody else has their opinion on it. <laughs> but the fact that Brock Lesnar was removed from the Royal Rumble and mm. is out in hiding somewhere. That's got to tell you that there might be smoke uh, more than a fire where there's smoke, right? Well, and- you know what? I, I don't, I wouldn't say that necessarily because of how I've seen how Hollywood works and the way things work nowadays. And so once you're accused, I mean, the repercussions are no matter how truthful or even if the person is eventually exonerated the first time that those allegations become big in public you're you're done to a degree like you immediately drop um out of public favor and you are without uh, consideration and then in time depending on where you fall in line with hollywood it goes back into a certain state and i think that um you know, I think those that are in the, the true cliques of Hollywood, they, they can return, but they, there's always that first going away period mm-hmm. and in today's climate. So I'm actually not surprised about that. That that sounds to be right on target. Uh, who is 
and I'm not saying, look, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where do we give somebody grace in a situation like this? It's just an accusation. The first person is already broken, though. John, John Laurinaitis came out and blamed Vince McMahon for turning him into this monster. So wait a minute. Yeah. That part I did not hear. Yeah. That, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. please tell me more. Let, let me see. So the lawyer for John Laurinaitis came out and said, he's a victim in this case, not a predator. The truth will come out. That's Edward Brennan, the lawyer from John Laurinaitis. He released a statement to Vice Media about the case on Thursday. Here it is. Mr. Laurinaitis denies the allegations in the misguided complaint and will be vigorously defending these charges in court, not the media, Brennan said. Like the plaintiff, Mr. Laurinaitis is a victim in this case, not a predator. Mm. The truth will come out. In response to a follow-up question asking for clarity, Brennan said, read the allegations, read the federal statute. Power, control, employment, supervisory capacity, dictatorial sexual demands with repercussions, if not meant. Count how many times the complaint Vince, count how many times in the complaint Vince exerts control over both of them. Laurenitis was fired from WWE in August 22, uh, following allegations in the Wall Street Journal article against him and McMahon. He was replaced in his role by, of course, Bruce Pritchard. So John Laurinaitis tends to confirm that uh, this stuff went down, man. Well, that is very shocking to hear because, you know, um, you know, people tend to stick together in, in those particular kinds of situations because he did, you know, carry a leadership capacity. And Not that, him, sir. <laughs> but apparently, so, okay. Hold on a second. <laughs> so that means John Laurinaitis allowed himself to be used sexually. I mean, does he basically confirm it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I think so. And I mean, that's so. So I'm going to go in a different direction with this. Here's who I blame. It's not. I mean, I certainly blame Vince McMahon, but yeah. I really blame E. L. James. You know who that is? No. E.L. James is the author of the book series Fifty Shades of Grey, hmm. which is a book series about a very rich man that takes basically his own sex slave. And it's all BDSM stuff. And it was the most popular book series back in the time, 2011, I think is when the first one was published. Right. It was... It was I mean, all of the women in my life were reading and like deeply into this stuff and celebrating. Really? Celebrating. You know, this is amazing because you've become much it, as close as we've been. You've become, I don't know, is this maybe just no? Well, yeah. In, in our history of friendship, I've never like learned new old things, like things yeah. that we might have missed. Like we, we've gone gone on this journey together. And I know way closer to the situation than I should be. Well, I, <laughs> but, I didn't. I mean, I'm not saying I like the book. I'm saying this, no. this book celebrated this stuff. No, but and you it were normalized it to some people. 
right. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you saying here on the show now that you have been with women or have known women and they were deeply into it to a degree yeah. is very shocking to hear because into I the mean, book, into the book, not, not, not the act. The book. No, I mean, Bruce, I mean, listen, if this is your truth, my mother, my mother loved the book series. So just you're outing your mama and my ex-wife. Right, I could get sued. You can't. But, you can't but, say. I know you can't. You know, luckily there's more than one, so they can't pinpoint uh -huh. exactly who you're talking to. And you know, you've had some girlfriends who we've called your wife too, so you could be talking about one of the other girls too. So you know, we have to put <laughs> that out with there. the save. Oh yeah, <laughs> I tried. So <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, we will have to have that discussion uh, someday. I'm very curious, considering I know them all. But millions of people, 150 million copies worldwide were sold of this book. And it was celebrated. And and I mean, to me, I, I remember seeing this book and, and the movies and I was stuck watching the movie. And I always thought, this is disgusting. Like, this is not normal. This is not okay. This is not something that I'd ever want for my daughter. And why is this celebrated why are all these women okay with this coming out and what what i'm saying is yes vince mcmahon is a terrible human being and apparently a, a sick sick person but this kind of stuff that glorifies these actions are why he felt like he could get away with it i mean that's that's the truth it wasn't that i mean he's disgusting and he's got a disgusting mind apparently and he takes advantage of his power, which is one of the worst things, right? If you read right. the Bible. But he felt like he could get away with it. All you have to do is sign an NDA and pay pay the woman off. You know, you're basically buying modern-day slaves. It's disgusting. And that is the problem. I think it's he must, he must have, in his mind, hey, well, I'm paying this person, and she's agreeing. And he, he actually told her he loved her. Did you see that? I did. So, I mean, that's that's my angle here is I think it's wrong. It's disgusting. It's terrible. Um, the, the whole thing with the poop. I mean, we Ooh. laugh about it because it's it's over the top. Right. But that right. is disgusting. And I just don't understand how anybody could treat another human being like that. And and that's that's where I come from. But it was glorified by this book and and the porn culture that we have in America. Mm -hmm. And and this guy thought that, he, you know, I have enough money. I'm going to buy people. And, and that's sinister. Well, you know, over the course of the days, I've been really reflecting on this situation and I have a, a couple of different angles. Number one. I, we, I think we have to always remember these particular facts. And I think that because therein lies the, the greater answer to how to stop these type of situations is the accountability of everybody involved. And we have to understand that this was still a consensual relationship, that she was in this situation apparently um, without force and... Um, and, yeah. and we need to we need to 
changed that particular culture too, whether yeah. it was done for, uh, you know, because there are always options and the greater good option, it might be a heavier fall, but can we sell ourselves to, you know, people and we have to have that personal responsibility. So in a way, and we have to realize that this only came out because he missed a payment. That's right. Well, yeah, that's, you true. know, and then we could, then we could talk about Vince McMahon, because I, I don't think that this particular lady is really so much a victim as a participant and, um, and, and, and then things went sour, maybe promises. We, we've heard this, this Hollywood story for many times before. So, you know, I, we have to take that into consideration in and, and also, but with Vince, if these things are true, right? If we look at these things, we these things are true. And then we take about the stories we've heard about Vince over the years. And one of the big ones that ironically, uh, because I didn't know we were gonna record today until after I saw this, but uh, you can look up Scott Hall and Kevin Nash separately talk about, and I think maybe together, they've mentioned the story of how when Vince told him the first time that he had a homosexual relationship and he sure. mentioned when he was a young man, a, you know, a teenager, he was hitching a ride and basically he was molested. Right. And, you know, but it became a casual conversation um, with him. And so, you know, when you are not properly treated for these type of things and then you go into the realm of a business where we may love wrestling but there are some deep stories about wrestlers and sex and i mean to be honest with you we've let's be honest we all know people so to really say wrestlers are any freakier than normal people is nonsense. <laughs> you know, we've lived right. long enough and known enough people to know that, man, there are some people on your block who are engaging right. or watching or whatever right. in some outrageous stuff that will have you, it will turn your stomach. So, you know, it's not uncommon. And, and I, but I, so I hate to paint the wrestling business that way. But I do think with being on the road, the levels of detachment that comes with the business, that it might foster certain degenerate behaviors because, you know, maybe you know, these, these people are not getting their needs met. And, and, and that's why, I mean, look, I hate to bring this up because, you know, but I mean, we just heard new news about Tito Santana and he had the greatest reputation. And now I haven't followed what, up. What? Him. What? Yeah. You didn't hear about Tito? Tito actually just commented on my Facebook that I was a great guy. Well, I'll leave that. You want me to be quiet on it? <laughs> uh, Tito retires from teaching. I knew that. Uh, I don't. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I guess tell tell me. I, I, I'm Tito's my buddy. I I hope I'm not disappointed. Well, how about this? And we might save this for. Ooh, will they talk about it? I'll tell you offline. And okay. it's easy to find. It's not like I'm hiding, you know, and, and I, it was it was just because I love wrestling. It came up. So, you know, so you hear these stories about all of these wrestlers. There's a and again, another one, you know, Rocky Johnson. Did you hear about the, the newest story with him? He's no. not your friend. So can I tell it? Like, no, no. <laughs> it's horrible. You so. can't talk about Jimmy Hart, Tito Santana. Well, Snook is dead, but, you know, those are my guys. All right. Well, you know, we're at least we're discussing our bias. Okay. We're discussing who we protect and we're not saying it's right. 
and I'm just the information delivery guy on this particular thing. So um, there's a, a documentary or something where uh, supposedly, and I, again, I haven't followed up on it, but I did see it and I've read a few articles about it, where there's all of these illegitimate children. So oh. The Rock has all of these brothers and sisters. So Rocky was going oh. around cheating, you know, the whole time, um, you know, during his heyday, and he made children all over the place. And supposedly they've all been DNA tested and verified to be Rocky's offspring. And wow. so, you know, um, The Rock has <laughs> found out he has about eight or nine. I forget how many it was. It was a lot of them. I'm not sure exactly sure about the number, but I know there was more than two. I'm almost it was it was quite a few um, that I remember that Rocky had children with. So, you know, wrestlers have these stories. And I mean, and again, you know, I love Tony Atlas. He's talked about the behaviors of wrestlers. Um, and he, look, he says, you got to be crazy. And he admits it, but like he likes to be stepped on. But he, beginning, I'm sorry, tried, go ahead. He, he, he wanted to stick his uh, fist. You know, that's what Tony, Tony kept trying to follow me around, asking if he could stick his fist. And I don't play that. It's not my thing. I've had three wives. <laughs> wives, Tony. Wives. You know a man has been through something because you say that so often. It is not hilarious. that there's anything wrong with okay, but not my thing, Tony. Especially with a fist. <laughs> but he he talks about how crazy wrestlers are. But remember though. Who verified about what Tony is really about? Our boy Bill After. He let you know Tony's <laughs> all about the ladies. He was like, Bill was like, oh my God, no, it's crazy. Because <laughs> yeah, I asked, I asked Bill, I'm like, Bill, what is up with this guy? I feel like an object. <laughs> he said, no, but you know, it's 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 sort of like wrestlers have that lingo, you know, with the iron sheik. I'm gonna yeah. break your back and and F your B, you know. Oh, so you know, that's that's the way they are. And you hear about, you know, the different stories. But, you know, getting back to to Vince, I think what what bothers me the most is that Vince is Vince is married. And, you know, I can't speak for the details of his marriage, you know, but for him to. How can I say this? It's. It's not so it's like, did he even try? That that's the question that we'll never know in the court of law. Did he even ever try to be faithful? That's the question. And then to go on deeper with what makes a person when their excitement comes from humiliation yeah. and to take a person into degrade them. Because that's well, second level. I mean, well, no, that's third level, really. Yeah, well, that's that's where. So if you think about it, remember the Kiss My Ass Club, right? I mean, you know, that's a TV. It's something he does on TV. But I mean, I think he got off on the fact that people were burying their face in some some other grown man's ass. You know, as an act of humiliation. I think that Vince was all about doing that and using his using his power and his 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 status. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, where do you, that's, that's where I have a problem with Vince. And that's why I think a person like Vince is very dangerous. And I don't know him. Don't, you know, it's not like I'm buddy, buddy or know anybody that knows him, 
you know, even the names that Bruce mentioned, I've spent time with a few of those people, but I've never talked to them about Vince to get an idea. And I, I just don't know. But from what I know and what I can discern from his product is that it's a shame to me that he could create such wholesomeness and then go to be so degenerate. And that's where one of my defenses of the 80s, the, the, the true golden era of wrestling, is that it was a more wholesome product. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Rick Rude is, to me, he's more outrageous today. I mean, he's hilarious. It's funny, but it's, 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 he's outrageous. And yeah. uh, some people may say I'm a prude and, you know, because of how today's times are. But we know that product overall was more wholesome. It looked more wholesome. It felt more wholesome. And, and even when they touched on different tough subjects, they did it in a way that it was genuinely entertaining. And the majority of people were behind the ideas of what was right. And that were, those things were tenets of going of how the WWF presented itself at the time when it was called the WWF. That was right. a deep importance to how they presented themselves. We're a family company, blah, 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 blah. They would always push the edge a little bit, you know, but they always maintained the course. But what we saw with the attitude era, with as big as it was, we saw the worst. We saw the absolute worst. You know, I'm not saying I don't have a problem with people drinking, but, you know, the whole beer chugging, um, the Generation yeah. X with the crotch thrust. You had little kids and schools going around giving, yeah. you know, people the chop and the thrust. And that was a problem. Yeah. You know, you had the the whole train. That's why, you know, I had to hear, you know, I can't stand him either. You know, when he, you know, with the Godfather, uh, yeah. Papa Shango. When he he wants to talk about other wrestlers and, and he acts like what he contributed to wrestling was so great. No, the, the whole tradition. Exactly. Exactly. So and that was Vince's company. And I know culture shapes things. And, and I can I can reason. I, I you know, I can reason in the world of, of trying to aspire to a greater morality, spirituality that that, you know, I understand the world we live in. I, I'm an action man. I'm an action junkie. So I like, you know, action and I like boxing and I like wrestling. It's hardcore. It's supposed to be action packed and, and impactful in a in a basically, honestly, in a harmful way. But there's there's degrees to everything. There's limits to everything. And what we saw during the Attitude Era was really, really disgusting with the, the divas. And they just took it to a whole nother level because at the very least, the dirt that was done, and we're not justifying it, in the 80s, they at least had the class th that their product wasn't that. And, and right. that says a lot. And yeah. you can look at it proudly and you can share it proudly. But you have to think, Bruce, you have two young children. Do you really want to expose them to what we saw during Attitude Air? Well, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> right. And, and my kids are starting to like wrestling, too. So I, I'm not sure that that's something that I want them to watch. You know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get them to stop watching Little Angel. So, <laughs> you know, the Godfather yeah. coming down with hose. I mean, that's the thing. Is yeah, Val Venus, Bruce? I mean, come on. You and, said and he, it. Yep. But and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that that says a lot about Vince. It yeah. speaks to him and his participation in that era, what he allowed, the extremes they allowed to go to. Um, it just it took things to a whole different level. And, yeah. and I think that says a lot about him. And it, it really, you know, exposes what is missing inside. I just see Vince 
in order for somebody to get off on humiliating another person, like your sexual gratification comes from that. To me, that is somebody that has a deep missing hole, yeah. a deep missing hole. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Vince, did you even try? You know, I understand people fail, but Vince, did you even try? Because this man has, he's so far gone. He's so, if those things are true, he's so far gone. Which the yeah. crapping on somebody's head. And I mean, come on, man. But the, somebody's see, daughter. That, no, that's exactly right. But that's where I just implore people out there if you're listening and you have kids if you're if you're if you're a female don't put yourself in that situation you know there's not any amount of money in the world and and this is the thing so this woman was was not she was down on her luck and somebody had asked vince for a favor to hire her and and i guess he completely took advantage of the situation I I would say, please don't put yourself in that situation because I could see, I could see my little daughter, and thinking like, well, I I need the money, and you know maybe if I just do this one time, I mean this was something that went, you know, on and on and on and worse and worse and worse and. There's no amount of money in the world that makes this worth it because, I mean, unfortunately, Namar, that woman's going to be in therapy for the rest of her life because, I mean, she was assaulted over and over and over again. And we can, I mean, I've heard people judge her for for her decision and her, you know, this being a greed thing. But no matter what, that woman might have made a bad decision getting into this, but she's going to pay for that for the rest of her life because of somebody else's uh, mental illness. I mean, this is, this is a terrible situation. And, and uh, I, I'd say before you go and do that, if you ever, if you're out there and you're ever in that situation and it seems attractive, cause you know, it's always that question, you know, I've heard this in grade school, would you do this for a million dollars? Just say, no, just say, no, there's a, you can do anything you want in life. If you want it bad enough, if you work hard enough and somebody's willing to teach you and, and I'll raise my hand, you know, and in business, I'm always willing to teach somebody. You can do anything you want if you have the desire. So before you go and take somebody's money to have them defecate on your head, please talk to somebody, you know, that that's what I'll say. You know, Bruce, I think that, um, you know, we can always say that somewhere in somebody's closet or basement, this is always going on. And we can reason that that's true because humans have been depraved since the very first one. But we can always raise the nation. We can raise our spirituality. We can raise our consciousness. We can always be a better society. And... um and so there's a lot of things to learn to take away from this. There's a, you know, like, like you said, uh, you know, just because somebody's offering you themselves does not mean you have the right to take it. That's right. And, and she was clearly in a bad situation. She was clearly not in a frame of mind where she was making good decisions. Well, you know, we all live that. I mean, we live that, you know, you're right. We, 
we live that every day. I mean, if we really to take a hard look at ourselves, we we live that almost every moment of the day. Every errant thought, everything that that you know that is hidden that we that we really don't say. And everybody, you know, when you get down to it, people do. It, it's some it's it's a strange thing being a human and to really analyze and self analyze and and really look at the world and then start analyzing everybody else. That's why I said I, I I like to pay attention to people. I like to listen. And you learn and, and, you know, and always an opportunity to grow. And so that's why I like identifying, you know, traumas and really working to acknowledge them and supporting people who really want to, because, you know, you can't break your back helping somebody who doesn't want to move and not everybody can be saved. Yeah, for those right. who really want to, you know, get help. It, 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 you know, to support them. And that's why I asked the question, Vince, did you even try? You know, did you even try to have a, you know, where do you go from being married, um, you know, with two children? And I don't know what his history was. They may have gone into it a certain way. But, you know, even still, you know, at what point does the, do these things become OK? And and where do we work our way uh, back from that? And And to be honest with you, this is the thing that I think that we need to realize when it comes to celebrities. And I think that, you know, because of my fandoms are so heavy and hard that that, you know, I, 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 I'm very interested in the people behind the art that I like. So um, it, because it, it amazes me. And, and that's the thing with Vince. And I think that what I've learned is that hero worship has to have a certain perspective. Yeah, you, we, you know, and, and you really have to pull back from how we the 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 power and adulation that we give these people in certain ways because it does fuel and foster sometimes certain degenerate behaviors and um and and it seems like from a you know an educated guess of just observation that Vince is somebody that came into a system he was an abused child yeah. who came into a system where abuse was rampant because we've heard yeah. the stories Yep. And there were no checks and balances. And and we know that Vince has obtained more and more and more power and influence. He has achieved the absolute top echelon of business in America. He has a global export. And we know the other controversial stories of how he has more than nine lives. Vince is able, has gotten wrestlers supposedly out of trouble. Yep. He has gotten himself out of trouble. And when, and, and it's a thing, even with these troubles, how in the world do you not stop? That's why I want to know, did you try? And that's what I think. Vince is scary because I can work with somebody who's trying, you know, it, but a person who doesn't and just totally gets into reveling in the madness, that's a scary person. And I think looking at the product and in his personal life, that's what I see for him. And that is very concerning. That's why I have very mixed feelings because Vince, how can I acknowledge my love of the product and not acknowledge Vince McMahon? It's it, he, it, but he, you know, and I can deal with some things that's, you know, we can talk about the controversies. I can deal with, with, with some things, but this, like you like Bruce, like you, you when you example these things, we're, we're talking about going way too far. Like, come on, dude. And this was in 2020 when he was 75 years old. What was he like when he was 45 years old? You know, hey, Bruce. 
That, I'm sorry for laughing, but that makes it even more insane. Like, dude, you just this old man, just completely gone. I and mean, he had a sinister mustache. <laughs> I mean, did she I mean, really whole- think that? Did he really think she was attracted to him? I mean, she's like fifty years younger, and he has a sinister mustache. He looked like the Vincent Price. Because you know what, Bruce? I'm, I'm going to tell you why. And this is the thing about people with all that money and power. 45 years to grow a beard. And <laughs> a whole bottle of Rogaine every morning. And uh, just for men. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. I, I should have got on the Rogaine kick early on because uh, this stress did a number on my head. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I spent too much time with Jimmy Hart not to know how to grow hair and uh, keep it colored. Well, we, we're going to have a conversation about that because nobody has a more luscious mane of hair than our Jimmy Hart. You know you what? Know? I, I, I joke about in board meetings. I always say at the end, I say with enough Rogaine, just for men, and anxiety medication, anything is possible. <laughs> that is true for the man of 2024. That is so true. But, um, you know, it, 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 it's a gray. <laughs> Rob, I got to check that out. But, you know, and I think another thing that we have to realize that is important in this is is with some consideration, we have to consider that there are people who are deeply affected by this. And I'm talking about his wife and children, grandchildren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to remember when we're talking about this and discussing this and he brought this open discussion on himself. If he if all these things are true, even if him not paying up the NDA, Vince McMahon has more than enough money to take. He could have paid that in one shot and not have. And, and I don't care to know his his financial situation. I know he could have gotten it done. So um, it was only three million dollars. <laughs> You know, and he stopped it, it, the payment stopped after the first million. And you have to wonder, Bruce, if what you told me, you said the payments came from WWE or because I thought they came from Vince. No, uh, they came from they came from Vince when well, Vince was using WWE money. And uh, I guess when they sold the company, they stopped the payments. And that's what Stephen P. New was saying is, you know, you have to either this wasn't disclosed or they they just decided to stop the payment. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's just a terrible situation. I mean, well, well, Bruce, they could have prevented this from coming out. I mean, they still could have dealt with it, but they could have prevented the stain on their company. Right. Well, well, and I'm not advocating that. Please right. don't take that the wrong way. I'm saying legally they could have made better decisions for their company. I'm not saying that they should have, or I'm not saying that I wanted that. I'm just telling you what Stephen P. New said. Well, let me ask you, Bruce. Could the payments? Well, first of all, it's disgusting because he could have paid that himself. That's number one. He could have paid right. it in one shot. Right. More than more than. Well, Right, but you want to you want to be a ridiculous bastard and and pay it in increments through the company. Like, come on, I mean that's just ridiculous. But then you, it, it maybe there could be a legal reason why he's made was supposed to be covered. But do you think? And and this is just a positive. This is just thinking about this, and I know this this might be the most far fetched thing. What if the payments were purposely not continued by new management? Maybe there was, yeah, to get them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you said that, that threw me off because I didn't know that the payments were coming from the company. 
So it that that's you know that that's where it goes into deeper things. It could have been an oversight, Bruce. You and I, you know, we work for corporate America, so we know that there are things and gaps happen. Even systems fail. They, you know, the corporate yeah. world doesn't act like it, but even applications fail and and bug and get jittery and mess up. So, but could there be a conspiracy behind it where, you know, some group or somebody wanted to really get rid of Vince permanently? Yeah. I, well, we do know that some of the, the old board was, they tried to get him out in, in the first place. I mean, there, there'll be so much more that comes out in this, in this case and I mean, honestly, I think it'll be settled sooner than later so that so that they stop things from coming out. But my, my question to you as we wrap the show up today, and, and this is a serious question. We talked about Conrad Thompson and all of his stuff, but do we have to worry that Bruce Pritchard, I mean, he's he's famously known for being Vince McMahon's, I'm not going to say lackey because that's disrespectful. And, and I... I mean, Bruce Pritchard has has never done me wrong, and and I love his brother. His brother was was great to us when we yep. were on the radio. Mm-hmm. It, it's do we have to worry that Bruce Pritchard was one of the the friends named in this? I mean, they're together all the time. You know what, Bruce? One of the things that I think is, you know, I, some of my most favorite celebrities have been accused of some of the most horrific things and and trust me if if i believe them i would not be a fan but i'm like i said when i love the stories behind the the art and then i love learning the business of things and that i love and how they become successful like you know bruce will tell you like you know he knows now that i love looking at the audience how they respond to different things that, that I might love also. So I, I love watching the, when I watch the tapes, I love the audience and, and looking at things. And I forgot my daggone point because I went off on another tangent. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> okay. About the business. Okay. I know that I got it back. I'm back. So I do believe that the entertainment business, and I don't care what a flake like Cornette and some of the purists who act like suddenly wrestling became cartoony or superheroish in, in 1984 onward when people were doing all types of wacky stuff in the years prior and, and the characters were as ridiculous in, in a lot of cases but when you're dealing with entertainment and you're dealing with you know that we know that historically hollywood um media in particular in order to get to the top that there's always the the so-called casting couch and with that I do believe that it does exist and either half right now, and I would say way more might've had to participate in something to get where they got. I just right. believe that, but I don't believe everybody that goes through experiences that I believe that grace is given. And we know some people do fall out of favor. And I think some people are speaking up more and more and we've we've heard the stories there's always been these rumors so i think there's always exceptions to the rule with anything like for instance i honestly believe not every 
everybody that goes to prison ends up getting raped. I don't, I, you know, I, and I've watched different documentaries and stuff like that has helped me come to that conclusion. So, or that everything's always, everybody's just having sex with each other in, in these prisons. I don't believe that. And so I think people can get away with stuff. So, you know, I think we have to go into with the situation with Bruce Pritchard is that he could have been very close to the situation, but it does not mean that his experiences with them were the same as, you know, a Laurinaitis. Because one thing is for sure, you will always have degenerates who will try to corrupt, they get off on trying to corrupt other people. That's the whole thing with the accusations against, you know, P. Diddy now. But there are some people who just want to be in the mix. You know, they could you know, they want to be around their people. They know who they can right. get. They know who they can control because people like that predators have a sixth sense. They really do. If you watch enough true crime stuff, you know, predators, it is deep with them. They hone right. into something dark and sinister. And so, um, you know, yeah. Vince may very well be, you know, one of those guys. So we're going to hold out because it would be very disappointing, you know, because Bruce, Pritchard is a light in you know the history yeah. of the WWF and the WWE. He is a bright spot, and I know he gets a lot of controversy. They say, "Oh, he's a corporate guy," and yes, he does get on my nerves too. But overall, he's a positive, um, you know, figure in the history of the Golden Age. And and one of the things I do like about him is that he doesn't feel the need to get crass and nasty you know like a, a cornet like there are some of these guys you know their only angle to stay relative is to really you know be nasty about certain other individuals in the business that's how they stay relevant because the stupid wrestling fans they love that oh he buried them please i mean he they, sold they, it he sold oh, it bruce they over exaggerate everything so you know, um, we're just going to hold out that, you know, for Bruce Pritchard, that he's he's he remains that bright spot. I mean, he still has his position, right? Yeah, I haven't. Nothing's come out. I mean, he 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 didn't do a podcast this week because he had he had uh, tricep surgery. Same as CM okay. Punk, ironically, but uh, he he has not done a podcast and it'll be interesting to see. He, he'll stay away from it because he's he's not that kind of person i don't think that he'll he'll say anything but uh i i'm interested to see what happens um i'm interested to see if somebody will blame him for knowing about it but not saying anything it's it's going to be an interesting time in wrestling for the next couple weeks and um i know speaking of time we're we're pretty much at the end of our time and i hope that if you like this show and we have a pretty steady audience that's starting to, you know, get into us and follow us and we appreciate it. I hope that you go and we follow us you. going. Yes, we do. Absolutely. We love you Everything with all of our heart and your mothers and your, your fathers and your siblings. Everybody. Tell them all. Tell yeah. everybody. I love you know, Follow. it's funny. Wait, they, they came out with his figure again, right? I own the other one, but you know, I told you they, they get me because I'm buying all of the Mattel stuff. Bruce, it is <laughs> his face is literally beat red. Like red. <laughs> and you know his face is more red than the, the red shirt he's wearing. Like it is obnoxiously red it's hilarious and you know i'm a believer i'm a devout christian um you know and 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 i don't i think it's Brother just neymar 
<laughs> yeah, it's just distanced enough where I can enjoy it, where I don't find it as mockery. But yeah, so you know, I mean, Brother Love, like I love, I love Brother Love. He, he's so horrible and ridiculous. You know, he would that, but he that was a great character. So yeah, we um we love you. He got people over. Follow us on X, WWHVOC, WWHVOC on X, and uh, like, rate, review the show on Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, Stitcher. We, Namar, this is hot off the press. I saw this today. We are the number four wrestling podcast in the country of China. That's a legit, <laughs> legit. You know, Not, man, you know uh, it's funny because I stay up on the what's going on in china like i i'm very interested in um xi jinping uh, he runs <laughs> you know china and their ec economic situation um and so it how ironic that as i'm watching china go through you know these struggles and we're praying for you china a revolution where um you know maybe we can get some bibles in there that aren't illegal and you guys could know true freedom um so we're, we're rooting for you uh you in all ways see that I'm, I'm showing you on the camera oh hold on I, let me get hold on one second oh that's all right that's all right it's a You're little right. blurry all right it says number four china all right <laughs> you gotta all right we we, we we gotta go now thank you very much um appreciate everybody keep telling your 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 friends your neighbors your family wrestling with history exclusively on the voc nation wrestling network for for better or for worse so just just make sure that when you see a voc nation show drop and it says wrestling with history before you listen because i can't i cannot guarantee the content of anything else that you might see on voc nation i started the network but i do not own it i do not run it i'm just here with namar doing this show that's my disclaimer he sold it he sold it. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back in, uh, who knows, a week, couple of days. Just stay tuned to VOC Nation, and uh, you'll find some more episodes. Hopefully, you like what we do. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up, including wrestling figure reviews. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Namar's got a whole thing planned. So stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time. Wrestling with History on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Hit my music. America. Voice of Choice Wrestling Nation. Heard worldwide on VOCNation.com. The Insane Clown Posse. We can't thank all you guys enough. Whoop, whoop. We understand our audience, and we give them what, what we think they would want. We're about pleasing the fans. Road Warrior Hannibal. <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts. The wrestling has changed so much. Conan. Yo, this is K-Dog. Yo, with Bowdy Bowdy and Rowdy Rowdy. Hall of Fame ring announcer Howard Finkel. The brilliance was Bobby Heenan's middle name. Lex Luger. God's give me a whole new perspective on wrestling and the fans. WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Superfly. What up? Thanks for having me on your radio show from the Jersey Shore. The legendary Diamond Dallas. Bang! Voice of choice, Wrestling Nation. I put my name in, but again, we're just waiting for a phone call. You could be Moroccan, Algerian, Albanian, Greek. 
This is the best crowd I've ever seen in my entire life. I love cheesecake. I didn't rather respond to his lunacy. Wow. Malcomania. And I don't think Hollywood's ready for Malcomania. I'm always stupid. Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Your talk show here that I'm, what I'm doing here is the best one. Jimmy Hart. I've been lucky every day I get up and look in the mirror and pinch myself. The ninth wonder of the world. China. And I told Vince, I said, yeah, I'm going to wrestle the guys. And that's how it started. X-Pac. We're wrestlers, and it's still a wrestling show. Mr. Scott Hall. Hey, yo, I want to rock the wrestling world again. OneWrestling.com, Bill After. If it wasn't for Hogan and Vince McMahon, sports entertainment would not be in existence. We have a bushwhacker in the house. G'day, mateys. It's bloody lovely being on your show. MVP. I came up with the MVP concept based on everything that's wrong with pro athletes today. BOC Nation, heard worldwide. This right here is the future of wrestling.